Ladies and gentlemen, you know exactly what time it is. Welcome to the Catitude Podcast on the Believe Network. I am your host, Anders Pryor. I will be your official guide for your greatest source of Villanova analysis in sports media. Thank you for making the choice to make us a part of your week. I'm very excited to share this journey with you guys through a storied program and its new chapter. It's kind of new horizons. It's new faces and old faces and everything in between the ups and the downs. I'm here to be your sort of guiding voice on this what so far has been a, a pretty hectic roller coaster, but should be stabilizing into a very pr- long and promising and fun season with lots to talk about starting today. What am I here for? I'm here to give you an experienced voice as a student of the university, as someone who has grown up watching this program. I'm here to give you an analytical voice, a nuanced voice, you know, someone that can 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 tell you like it is and, you know, won't give you the fan bias of taking things out of proportion and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that everything's okay and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the sky is falling either. I'm going to tell you what's actually happening. I'm going to ask some difficult questions and I'm going to talk about some really fun and interesting things. And I'm going to say what I think. And the people who know me in and outside of the network know that that is a big practice of mine, whether it's with Villanova basketball or if it's someone's cooking, whatever it is. I'm here for it. And I'm glad that you guys are going to be with me as we kind of go through this new phase of Wildcat basketball and Wildcat attitude together. And so let's start with the first game of the season that happened uh, on Monday against American, kind of one of the, the, the two sort of cupcake games that they'll throw at us before they give us Power 5 out of conferences and, you know, Philly 5 slash City 6 now, you know, play there, um, American, and then up next on Friday, uh, Siena College. Um, which, quite frankly, I didn't even realize was Division One, But we have a game under our belt against the American Eagles, and I want to talk about it because I think there's a lot of really, really important takeaways about the game specifically and about clarifying some implications before the game and kind of things we've learned after as well. Here is kind of the thing that I kind of want to thread in to this whole show, which is that this year is, in fact, the litmus test for Kyle Neptune. Some people thought it was last year. It was not. I thought that while criticisms were fair, the it was the the perceptions of him as a as a first year coach were, you know, very kind of skewed, not even skewed, but the I don't even know if I have words for it, but the way that it was discussed, was so kind of unusual and in in comparison to other you know kind of blue blood first year coaches that we've seen whether it's with Hubert Davis or or John Cher or what have you um 
oddly and unusually polarizing to one or the other, either because he's from the Jay Wright quote unquote tree, he is avert of blame, or the other side, which is that people were calling for him to be fired 10 games into the season. Um, and so what I think we're seeing now is kind of a fair, you know, and, and you know, a, a, a genuine, real, and, you know, kind of all cages off, but fair, pro- you know, proving ground for Kyle and for what he wants to do. You know, you know, what, who he is as a coach and how much of it is Jay's system and him kind of taking it on and how much of it is kind of his own ideas. We get to see that on full display with a group of transfers that were ones that he recruited, that he sought after, that he scouted and he picked because he thought that they would be the right fit for the kind of basketball that he wants to put out on the court. So here we are. So I think now what you're going to see are opinions on him that are kind of more contextualized and more sort of, you know, I guess complete, right? Um, And he's going to get, you know, fair treatment, whether that's positive or negative, you know, seeing how the season plays out, it's all going to be more kind of, you know, real. Um, And I think that that will provide, you know, people with some more kind of guidance of direction on what you know his trajectory as the coach of Villanova basketball really will look like outside of just this season that we're about to watch unfold before we get into the transfers though which is kind of you know kind of what shocked people the most with this game I do want to talk about some of the current players beginning with Justin Moore um so in terms of last night, you know, n- nobody flinched watching him. Everything that he does, you know, kind of the 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 sort of unique guard sort of one-on-one post-up stuff that he has, his his shooting, um, you know, his ability to to cut and move around the floor methodically, it was all there. Didn't miss a beat at all. Um he was present, like you could feel his presence. Um, and yet at the same time, it's like he never left. So it's this kind of interesting contrast. I feel like when we talk about last season, people just sort of forgot that Justin Moore did not play half the games. And I feel like Kyle Neptune did not get the kind of slack that he should have gotten for that reality. Versus I feel like if the same thing sort of happened with Jay as the coach. He would have received much more amnesty regarding it when in reality it should be the reverse where if Jay had this happen, then he should get less slack because, you know, with the kind of leadership and understanding of the game that he has tried to make up for that versus this is the first time that Kyle has ever been in this kind of, you know, calling the shot sort of position with this much saying, making the adjustments and therefore he should get more of a quote unquote break for not having arguably his best tool. Um, But he's here now. Right. And so 
everything that you would expect and want Kyle to do and implement and kind of put him put more out there on the floor to do he did and so right now you know the the, the question marks have kind of simmered down with that so that's a really refreshing kind of start to see the other kind of big veteran that I wanted to talk about is Eric Dixon and I feel like his situation is kind of interesting so I feel like in the 20 and this is just going off of you know clicking and putting together things that I observed from last night so I felt like in the 2021 to 22 season, it was very clear that Eric Dixon was like the ascending player um, on the team. Like he was like the, oh, okay, like this is the guy where like next year or the year after that, his role will just get perpetually bigger and the impact that he's going to have is going to shift and, and mutate and expand. Um that was him, right? We we we. It's very very similarly to kind of what we saw with like Sadiq Bay, going from the twenty eighteen season to the twenty nine season, um, where it was like okay, like that is very like his his role sort of shot up really fast, like from not starting to being like a perennial like core part of the offensive identity of the team. Um, Dixon, I feel like took a similar trajectory. And so I feel like what happened last year is that Kyle Neptune as a good coach does recognize that. But then what I feel like happened is that he was slid into some situations um, where he was taking on, more kind of agency within his offensive independence that was then what should have happened um kind of elevating him kind of sort of ahead of schedule or what of what his trajectory was and what I feel like it evolved last year was some really important missed shots towards the end of games um you know some some mismatches that you know where it was called for him to be in a one-on-one that he should not have been a part of um, making some drives and kicks, you know, and, and some and some cuts that even when he ended up scoring or facilitating a score, kind of looked off and looked a little bit unclean. Um, I thought that last night I saw a lot of that same sort of aggressiveness where he made his own play, created his own shot, um, drove to the basket with assertiveness, um, recognizing the defense and actually, you know, taking control as an offensive contributor instead of just kind of, you know, either spacing the floor off a of pick and roll, um, which, which which was option A, and then option B was sitting in the paint, which is kind of what his sort of stuff started as, and then it evolved over time into, you know, expanding of a repertoire. I saw that last night the way I saw it last season, except now it was much cleaner. And I know that it's easy to say, well, the shots were going in because they faced American. But even if you look at those kind of cupcake games at the beginning of the year and contrast it with this one, it looks com- cleaner even in comparison to that. And so I think that that is a demonstration of the trust that he's building in Kyle Neptune's kind of offensive system, whatever that is. And I think that that's really promising for his role on the team, which was a big, which now goes from big to like pivotal. And I think that the 
and I know that if you look at rankings, you'll see Justin Moore being higher, but I think that us finishing the year with a sort of mutual understanding that Eric Dixon either was and or is the best player on this team is not really talked about a lot, and it's very much on the table, I think more so than people kind of want to admit, and, you know, where Justin Moore is 1A and Eric Dixon is kind of 1B and then the third spot, you know, like what is it? Is it Cam Whitmore as a scorer? You know, maybe Mark Armstrong takes that role, although I know that he was a little bit disappointing last night. Is it one of the transfers? You know, is it Burton or something like that? And we'll we'll get to that later. Um, But the idea that he's not the best, you know, he, he might be the best player on this team just top to bottom. And I don't think that people really truly recognize that even the people that do think that he is underappreciated in what he actually does contribute so I thought it was really promising to see to me the 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 scoring that he did uh, of all of the returning players was easily the most exciting and the most encouraging to watch so now I want to talk about the transfers um, that we saw and I think that that's sort of the biggest kind of shocking takeaway. Not that we all didn't decide beforehand that we were going to be paying close attention to those because they are new faces and we do want to evaluate them with, you know, a sense of concentration. But I, I thought that there were some some particularly obvious takeaways from yesterday that I think really do, do stand out. Um Obviously, just to kind of get it out of the way, my, my assumption is that Jordan Dumont, who is the one kind of incoming like high schooler um, that we have, my assumption would be that he does redshirt. Um, his role on the team, if you could even call it that, is really kind of murky and diluted, and it's not really clear Um and I think the red shirt he would feel comfortable with because a lot of these transfers are upperclassmen. And I feel like, you know, once kind of they pass, he he would have, you know, and again, right, right like that, that's kind of the villain of a thing. Like you wait your turn, right? Like we, we, we see that a lot, especially with people at, you know, Dumont's position. But I, I just don't really, as of for this season at least, um, any kind of situation where he gets any sort of consistent playing time outside of garbage minutes, um, for 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 as of as of right now, I do think that redshirting him is the best option. Um, so, if you kind of notice the 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 sort of lack of you know talking of his name in this program, then that that that's that's sort of why. The two people I kind of want to sort of focus on um, were uh, Burton uh, and uh, Tyler Burton and Lance Ware. So I thought, because we have the sort of Villanova prototype, and I feel like, in all, you know, in terms of understanding what I mean with Bamba, you know, TJ Bamba and Hakeem Hart get to them in a second, but I thought with Burton and Ware, I thought that their size 
and even more so their like length, like their wingspan were super apparent and really impactful really early. Frankly, it was refreshing. Um, I, I think that there are a lot of Villanova purists that kind of look at sort of the small ball, sort of guard-focused kind of a, a approach to, to, to basketball, um, the kind of system that people like Bamba and Hart or sort of brought into play. You know, their roles, I feel like, on the team, whether it's starting or not, um, will be very clear very quickly um, and could even really be inferred before the season started just based off, you know, similar archetypes of other Villanova players we've seen in the past, whether it's, you know, as a shooter or a defender or or a facilitator, a passer, what have you. Um, but with Burton and Ware, it wasn't as clear, but I thought that the stuff that they did last night was really, really great. Um, the agility, especially from Ware around the, around the rim, you know, with the dunk that he had, um, and even as, you know, being able to, to kind of, you know, not necessarily block shots, but just, you know, contest them and defend against them. Uh, I thought that that was really apparent. Um, they might not be as kind of toned and built out as we, we see, you know, other big men like Dixon on the team or, uh, you know, of the past, like Omari Spellman and, and such. B, they, the agility... I think is definitely there and it provides, you know, a sense of when we want to play tempo, it doesn't just have to be through the guards. We can play the tempo through them, right? Like we saw the aggressiveness with the dive from Burton. I think, you know, if we are in a situation where we're down by 10 with five minutes left and we need to do stuff quickly, we can, we can do it through them, not necessarily through them, but have them be a, a big piece of that tempo as well. Um, and I, I, I can ver definitely envision just based off the stuff that we've seen so far. And if you look at some of his, you know, K Kentucky stuff to even know, you know, he might've been a little bit, a little bit in that, in that bench mob role. I think the transition play is, is something that kind of something that I want to monitor with where, um, but I thought that they both did great. And I thought that they, they, they both, you know, played the kind of defense that Jay Wright would expect and that Neptune expects. And then for Bamba and Hart, all the kind of stuff, you know, we, they were as advertised, which I think for Villanova, which is guard-centered, we all kind of expected that. And that's not saying it's bad. They they were good. You know, they didn't, maybe the roles for them might not be as clear because the room is very large. That, that that's, that's another thing too for me is that we saw a very, very large rotation last night. Um, and although I do expect the depth to be a plus and to be refreshing for fans and to be something we can use to our advantage, I do think that the bench pieces will be tightened up as the season kind of goes on, right? You know, how many minutes do you play Bamba versus Hart? Right, what does Housen's role look like? That was someone who many people were saying maybe even should have started because of the continuity that he has in the system and the shooting that he provides. You know, give him like a real, real chance. Um, I thought that maybe, you know, he he might be a, a, a person who, you know, there. I mean, we all know that there are question marks, but I I anticipate him to be someone where his minutes 
maybe decrease over time or increase. I, I think that he could go in either direction. I think that Armstrong and Hart are kind of the the the, those are the kind of determining factors to determine Hausen's role, who I was one of those people who said that he should have started. Because um, obviously we have a very clear understanding of what Justin Moore's role is. So he he's not a factor, but those other guys are. Um, and so I think it will tighten up over time, the rotation. Not necessarily in terms of the number of guys that we play. I feel like nine guys is the right role. Um, or not the right role, excuse me. It is the right number. But I do anticipate the starters to play more minutes and the bench guys to play less minutes. And again, I say the understanding that, you know, those kind of guys, the bench guys go in late more because we're blowing out, you know, American University. Um, but even as we get, even before the, the, the big conference stuff starts, you know, when we, when we open up with Creighton, I do anticipate even against like, Kansas State and Texas Tech and Maryland and those games to maybe not see as even if we have leads in the in in the in the last 10 minutes those to kind of the bench guys Hart Housen what have you um you know to, to tighten up a little bit even where right who who I think a lot of people are really excited about we could see him tighten up a little bit too and I think that's totally fine um the other thing that I heard a lot was, you know, oh, well, here we go again with Neptune and the slow starts because there were points in when we were in the 20s of points that American was up and they did have a lead and then we had to kind of climb out of it. And I do think that that is something that we will see kind of get cleaned up as the chemistry goes on because, again, we're not really used to have this many guys in the room that come from other collegiate systems. So I think that'll, you know, take a bit of time. And again, with last year, Neptune didn't have all the pieces that he wanted. You know, when Cam Whitmore came in seven games in, you know, you got to develop that a little bit. And then, you know, more coming in halfway through, you got to develop that as well. So now that we have everyone at the end of the same time, I think the slow start kind of theme that you saw will slowly start to dissipate probably around Thanksgiving, if not the week after. Um, so that's not really sort of a, a theme that I expect to continue. And, and if and the good thing here, and this is what I kind of looked at the beginning of the episode, if the slow starts do start to become a thing, we know who it's on, and we know that it's on Neptune. And he will take the blame for it because it is a, it, he is the common denominator going in from last year and into this year where he does have all the pieces and he does have the transfers that he picked. Um, And if they don't continue and we do see things sped up and tightened up in the first, you know, seven, eight minutes of games, we know that that's a reflection of who he is because he now has all of the tools that he, you know, wants to work with and is working with. And so I think we'll get some clarity on that. But overall, I thought that it, it was a great game. You know, A-plus blot victory. All of the guys that, you know, were there before are back doing what they're doing either like they never left or, in you know, even better. And all the new guys, you know, kind of, you know, they, 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 they showed why we got them. 
and I and I expect big contributions really, really early. Um, and I'm looking forward, you know, the guys that were maybe not didn't have a great start to the season last night, whether it was Armstrong or Housen or what have you, I look forward to watching their development kind of continue through non-conference games, and I look forward to seeing how that rotation in terms of minutes really, really starts to shape out. So it's all going to be really, really exciting. I'm really glad that you guys are joining me on this journey. This has been the Catitude Podcast on the Believe Network with Anders Pryor. I am looking forward to this journey of the new chapter of Villanova basketball. I will see you guys back here very soon.